0: Welcome to the Daughter Lines Podcast. My name is Sam, and alongside me is my co-host, Drew. We are two young moderates looking for answers and looking to goof around. So this being our first episode, we'd like to uh, thank you for listening in, and we appreciate all your support you've given us so far. Uh, Even if you're only 15 seconds into the podcast, stick around. I promise you it'll be pretty funny and uh, pretty educational. So Drew and I decided to make this podcast with the intent to uh, re-educate some of our fellow students at the school and give more of a a moderate view towards... uh, towards our modern politics.
1: I'm Drew Octel, I'm a co-host on the Dotted Lines podcast. And how I got into politics was kind of, the, I used to say with my family, that the only good thing about the Trump administration is that it got me into politics. I was, um, This is my second year really following politics since I think uh, 2018. And with that, let's get into it. So only three days into the Joe Biden administration, He has signed a flurry of executive orders. Sleepy Joe is back in action, baby.
0: Sleepy Joe is awake. In fact, Joe got out of bed. So first and foremost, one of the most important things, I think, as a country, this is a man that did a lot for the coronavirus pandemic. Dr. Anthony Fauci is back to being the head of the World Health Organization. He's been named as the U.S. delegate, head of the U.S. delegate. And I have to say, Joe, I cannot be happier about this. Hiring. It's I think it's one of Biden's best uh, executive orders, not executive orders, but one of his first uh, best move so far. And uh, I think Dr. Anthony Fauci has a really good um, grasp on what's going on, especially with pandemics, having to deal with the AIDS pandemics in the 80s and the 90s. And now having uh deal with uh, for the large part of the coronavirus vaccine before Trump kind of shoot him away. I think he'll be a great ad.
1: I love Dr. Fauci's smile. Like I watched the press briefing a couple of days ago. He was like joking with reporters and like he doesn't have Trump's uh, smiling down his back, like breathing down his neck, trying not to tell the truth or lie. But um, Jen Psaki is really good. I felt like she controlled the room. She, when reporters were getting too out of control, she really controlled the room. I like her so far. Have you watched any of it, Sam?
0: Yeah, I have. I think I think Jen does a great job of what a, a lot of the Trump administration uh, didn't do, especially not Donald Trump himself, but morely his uh, his helpers and his speakers. And they really, you know, Jen is a tough cookie. You know, I, no, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of reporters that you can talk to that really aren't a fan of Jen because you know she's quite uh, strict on him and to the point. But you, know, you gotta love a woman that controls the room, and you know she 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 addresses herself in such a in such she she demands such respect and such power and. You know, when she drives a room like that, you really have to give her a lot of respect. And you have to give a lot of respect to what's going on in, in, in her department.
1: I love her not lying to Kaylee McEnany. I mean, not going to lie, she wasn't the best. I mean, I liked Sean Spicer. I mean, I thought that guy was hysterical. Sp-
0: Sean Spicer is the best. If you ever watched the you SNL, know, d- Melissa McCarthy.
1: <laughs> dancing in the Stars with his half shirt. Oh, oh, I forgot about that.
0: He was on Dancing with the Stars. That's a-, a little
1: shimmy shake.
0: i I, I mean i think i'd vote for sean spicer on any day dancing with the stars i mean
1: and he's also on like some news conservative news i think he's on newsmax as well i I was doing some research about the washington football team my english project and he he was doing he was in one of my sources so i love seeing the spicer
0: i love i love sean spicer i mean you know while he might have some views and he may talk about something that you know we don't agree with like He's such a character. Like, you go on dancing with the stars, you know, you're a part of the Trump administration, and you are just kind of everywhere. I mean, it's gotta be funny. All right, moving on. Next executive order we're gonna talk about is Trump's Keys, Keystone Pipeline and how Biden just right away canceled. All permits for the pipeline. Uh, you know, me being Canadian, we had a very similar situation with Justin Trudeau a couple of years ago with the pipeline running from uh, the northern part of Canada all the way down, and there's a ton of oil there in the oil sands. And I think uh, the Keystone pipeline is uh, very similar. Uh, I think, I think Drew, uh, I think you and I can both agree that uh, you know, while oil is important and it does provide a lot of jobs, I'm not necessarily sure if uh, you know, as an Ameri- as you know, the United States of America, if it really should be our uh, it's, it's really in our best interest to continue to take oil from our own lands and pollute uh, over here.
1: Not only that, he's taking lands from Native American people. Like I remember in 2016, it was a huge controversy protest all around the streets of South Dakota. And I remember Trump first day signed that executive order. And I, I was really close to this topic as well because I remember it was in seventh grade. I did a current event on this topic with my mom helping me. And I felt really connected because I felt like we really treated Native Americans badly in the past. And we're kind of continuing that that trajectory. And I, I just feel like we need to kind of help them out a little bit more.
0: I, I, I cannot agree more. I mean, you have a team and a football team, and you know, a pro- professional sports team that makes millions of dollars a year. And is, you know, into to some fans in Washington, D.C. is like, you know, a staple of their life. And, you know, you're they're named after like. They're, they're named after a slur as what we call native americans it's kind of like you know it's kind of like you would call like the new england patriots like the new england white skins i'm not obviously it's not the same context but you know it's it's outright racist and you know and you know the fact that it took so long to change is kind of ridiculous but i totally agree i think we need to put more programs in to help support our uh native americans especially the united states and i think that the cancellation of this pipeline uh, was one of biden's better decisions so far so it looks like sleepy, uh, sleepy Joe got off his nightquil and he's starting to uh get back into business here.
1: Uh, my favorite, know. my favorite executive order has to be the Muslim ban because that really connects with me because I'm twenty percent Syrian. I, my great grandparents uh, traveled here from Ellis Island from Syria, and I keep thinking like, imagine if they didn't do that. I don't know, like where would I would be right now? And just seeing Trump do that, putting the Muslim ban putting like dreamers back in syria i mean I-, I can't really fathom like what just because of their race they're just discriminated against like it's one of the uh, to me personally it's one of the worst things Trump has did as president it's a sickening
0: well you know and you know as you know as the united states we have a history um uh, with the middle east of course you know we have all the wars there with afghanistan and iraq and you also have uh, the whole 9-11 situation and beyond. But I think it's important to realize that, you know, not all people that come from these countries, it's a very small percentage, like a minuscule percentage that are uh, terrorists or just they want to hurt people. And I think there's a lot of people there that are really genuinely good people that are just trying to make a better life for their kids and trying to continue that, what is I believe is a fading dream, but what is the American dream? And, you know, I think that, uh, I think maybe, I think a lot, and a lot of times, you know, Trump attacks, attacking Mexico or Trump attacking um muslims or the middle east i'm not really sure what he was doing there but i think just additional security you know you put more money into security you know <clears throat> you get people background checks you make them fill out a couple extra forms you do a background like other like other background checks like that is what you need to do you don't need to ban the whole country from being able to fly
1: totally agree with you sam i mean we need to control guns in this country, no question. We need to control ISIS, no question about that. I don't disagree with Trump there, but what I do disagree with him with is banning a whole race, like you said. And I mean, we like. The, I mean, with the school shootings, like Parkland, I think I'm pronouncing, pronouncing that name right. I think it's uh, Parkland. Sandy Hook as well. Well, I was in the Obama administration. I know. I was thinking about like it's
0: still the same. You know, still the same concept.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah well you also have to look at these like you have to look at this both Sandy Hook and uh in Parkland these are not both of them were not done by people that would you know would be considered terrorists both of them were Americans both of them you know were definitely delusional and both of them you know I'm not sure about Sandy Hook but I know especially for Parkland like he was he wasn't I don't know, I don't know if he was 18 or but was barely 18 but you know he's a, he's a young kid he's a young messed up kid
1: I do have to give credit that Trump I don't know if I'll give him credit for this, but it kind of ended the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. We're down to, what, 3,000 troops in there, those countries now? Yeah, and they had more, they had more um, troops in D.C. over the uh, past week than in Iraq and Afghanistan combined I saw. So, I mean, I'll give him credit for like, the Middle East, what he's done there. He's done really well there, but there's nothing much I can really give him credit for except for the economy
0: oh my gosh the economy you know as a you know as someone not you know being almost 17 you know i'm not quite 18 yet drew but i'm sure as both of us approach that age you know it's time to look into our future and start to start planning ahead and when it comes to the economy i mean you can't be in a better spot right now i understand you know some economists are calling it a, a fake gain or you know a temporary gain but you know honestly they've been saying that for two months and the economy's in the 30 thousands you know and people keep talking about, you know, oh, well, he's cut riding Obama's coattails. He's riding Obama's coattails. And yeah, well, there may be some truth to that. You know, you can't ride coattails for that long. And for him to continue to push the economy is huge, huge, huge. Uh, next thing we want to talk about, though, with uh, in regards to Biden's uh, new executive orders and new acts as first day as president. Uh, and this one's a really huge one. Uh, he rescinded the 1776 commission created under the Trump administration to help reshape how public schools teach history of slavery. You know, listen, slavery is a huge part of our country's history. It's something that cannot be avoided, regardless if, you know, you know, like Drew, Drew's family and myself, we are both, you know, we are. I'm a second generation on my, I'm a first generation on my dad's side and I'm a second generation on my mom's side. So, you know, regardless of, you know, not being there at the time, you know, not in the room where it happened, it's, it's quite tragic. And, you know, it really leads into, modern racism and you know the whole black lives matter movement it's just it's a, it's a it's a it's an unwillingness to look at history learn from history and really you know both of us white men apologize because regardless if we were there or not you know i agree we still have we still do carry some of that burden
1: i agree i mean uh, in our history class we spent probably until christmas break talking about the reconstruction and slavery i mean it was kind of beneficial i mean we watched a nice film about it. Um, we did some nice projects. A nice, we actually did an essay on the uh, the conservative monuments or the Confederate monuments, I should say, and if they could be taken down or not. And I just feel like, Mr. giving you a nice little plug here. You did a really good job on teaching us slavery.
0: Yeah, I think I think the whole I think the whole uh, job was really well done, and you know we really had to get background because you really look at the rest of the, you know, you look at, especially in the, the way our history class is formatted this year is we talk about reconstruction and slavery, and then we're starting to move into like the new modern progressive and innovation, uh, periods in the United States. And it's really important. You don't forget what you learn, you know, reconstruction and slavery, it doesn't just go away. You know, it carries all the way into the modern day, but more importantly, into the civil and civil rights. So I think the way that Biden addressed this was, was perfectly done. Um, you know, I think, in fact, we need to get I think one thing Biden could do was maybe get some historians in there and they could maybe reshape. And I think I think some of the textbooks we read, it's like the slave owners was a jet was a generous man for giving was, was a generous man for giving his slaves like a nice place to stay. Like, no, he's not a generous man for giving him a nice place to stay like he's are like, slaves like. He bought like he bought people, and he uses them for his own personal gain. Like that's that's un, that's doesn't matter where you you could put them in a five star like hotel. It doesn't matter where you put them, you know. It's still slavery.
1: Isn't that like a saying that says if you don't teach history, you're darned to repeat it?
0: Of course, and you know I can't agree with it. So I think ben, what Ben could do is bring in some historians, and maybe why don't we just maybe unify? I don't know. This may be just an idea that I came up with, but a unified textbook. You know, a textbook that everyone follows, everyone looks at. It's politically correct. It depicts history correctly. I know, I know some places in the not saying anywhere else, but maybe the South may not want to uh, use this textbook because they're unwilling to let go. Um, but you know I think it's, uh, it's important that we reeducate ourselves. And speaking of reeducating, and before we talk about immigrants, it's one of the biggest ones so far, Biden has ordered the inclusion of non-US citizens into the census this is huge i was really waiting for this uh you know i have mixed feelings and mixed reviews about it um but listen if you're here on a visa you you know know, my dad came from canada and he was on a visa here for 15 years a work visa for 15 years and he didn't get to say anything about the census i mean come on like he rides public transportation he uses roads and, and highways he uses the library like he should have a a right and a say to what happens?
1: I mean, this is talking about the visa system in general. Fifteen years, and he's not a U.S. citizen yet.
0: Well, he's a U.S. he was a U.S. citizen now, but you know, before that was fifteen years that you know he lived in the United States. He owned a house in the United States. He was he worked in the United States, and he did not have a say in the census. It's, you know, and you know, I know people say like, oh, they come over here. The woman sits at my door for twenty minutes, rings my doorbell, won't go away. You pretend like you're not home. You turn the lights off. You go upstairs. You close the curtains. Still doesn't go away. Then eventually you have to fill out a little paperwork and you fill it out. But you know the U.S. Census is an important thing, and you know I don't know how you know how much the information is used and you know how they distribute it. And I'm not sure if programs are correctly distributed based on what are written there. But you know I think it's still important to get a say in it.
1: To be honest, is there an age limit on the U.S. Census? Uh,
0: I believe that I'm not a hundred percent sure, but. I believe that if you are below 18 years old, you don't have a say, but you are marked down as a census. So essentially, they come to your door. I say, "Well, okay, who are you? Okay, hi, I'm Sam. All right, well, as me being 18, hi, I'm Sam. Yep, how many kids do you have? One. All right, and then they're marked down as one kid on the census, and that's how they redistribute because one, you know, a one single man in an apartment shouldn't have as much say as like a family of 12, you know,
1: so." I mean, I was going to say, if, it, if I could take the census, I didn't take it. I mean, I saw the commercials, like about the pandemic, like all the commercials surrounding TV. Mm-hmm. they put on the TV, there was even a census commercial on. Yeah, I, I, I,
0: think, I think it was the Mike Bloomberg census commercial really made me laugh. <laughs> well, yeah, uh,
1: I love Michael Bloomberg, Bloomberg has uh, every other time during the primaries. Um, Michael Bloomberg for president. 2020, Michael, and he didn't even win a single
0: I, state. I, I think it's so funny that you know, I mean, I I mean, you know, when it comes to politics, I'm not saying money is everything, but you know, it's really hard to really never really see a, a poor politician, you know. And uh, Mike, Mike Bloomberg makes me laugh. He pours like millions and millions and millions of million dollars and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars into his, into his campaign and <laughs> just kind of, you know, it shits the bed, to be honest.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll give him credit. He won the American Samoa.
0: He did win American Samoa. Uh, not sure how, but yeah, he did. All right. And then moving on here. Uh, and this is, I think this is a big one that I really want to touch on. Um, So it's not official yet, or as at least as of this recording, it's not official. But Joe Biden announces his intention to revoke the transgender military ban. You know. Here's what I ha- here's what I think about mil- the military. The military is fantastic, okay? The military has done a great job protecting our country. And while you may argue that there's too many people in the military, you give too much money to the military, blah, 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 blah. Anyone in the United States that's willing to put their life on the line to protect people in this country so they can have a good lives and a better lives, whether that being World War II, Vietnam, Korea, you know, regardless if you think those words were necessary or not, you know, all those people, Afghanistan, all those people that sacrificed their lives, like you you know, we owe them a debt of gratitude. And the fact that Trump didn't allow people to protect the country that they, they loved and they cherished, and protect the people in the country I think is ridiculous I don't really care if you're a man or woman or if you're transgender you know I think it's I think it's a little bit of ridiculous I'm not sure why he took that shot I'm not sure who he pleased there but I know it's a very small percentage I think it's like 8,000 9,000 people so it's not a very big number but you know regardless it's 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 symbolic you know
1: well, hey it's 9,000 more soldiers 9,000 more people that are going to protect our country I It's 9,000 more
0: men and women how? yep Absolutely. It's 9,001 oh, can men you and You can't say women. no to them. You can't say no to them. They're willing to put their life on the line. They should, you know, if you're willing to put your life on the line for this country, you deserve the utmost respect in all regards. Oh, totally. Totally.
1: All right. And now, I'm also, also the, didn't he sign something where transgender people can join the opposite gender sporting events?
0: Not, uh, I'm not, I, I'm not, I think it's, I, I'm not. I, I think I may have read something. I think it's something related to women's sports or not. I'm not 100% sure what it is. I'll have to get back to you on that. I, I, mean, do, we didn't, I didn't look at that for uh, this podcast, but I'm sure, in the, when like, in comes, I'm
1: sure that. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find
0: be. light in Did this never-ending shade? Biden's the loss we carry, a sea Joe we must wade. We've braved the belly first, of the first, beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And that was phenomenal. Uh, she did a great job. Um, I, I mean, I can't say more than that, you know, and uh, I think Joe Biden addressed a lot of things in his speech, but more importantly, he really addressed democracy and he, he, he addressed what he believes, you know, how he, how he believes in democracy and what democracy has done. And, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, and I think this clip right here that I'm about to play sums it up perfectly about, uh. What he believes and what he thinks of
1: democracy is precious democracy is fragile and at this hour my friends democracy has prevailed so that being
0: said i couldn't agree more uh and then regardless of that switching gears i know he mentioned he talked about the military a lot and people that protect our country and the capital riots and the police officers involved including the police officer that died and i think he has, a great, uh, he has a great quote here that I'll play in a second about, uh, you, know, you're just right across from Arlington, you know, you're right across from Arlington Cemetery, you know, and you, you, it's a constant reminder of the people that lay down their lives for democracy and for this country. So, you know, that's a really great uh, quote, and I'll play that right here. Across the Potomac from Arlington Cemetery, where heroes who gave the last full measure of devotion, rest in eternal peace. And here we stand. Just days after a riotous mob thought they could use violence to silence the will of the people, to stop the work of our democracy, to drive us from this sacred ground. It did not happen. It will never happen. Not
1: today, not tomorrow, not ever. Not ever. To be honest, his speech was good. It wasn't great. I mean, he he's talked about unity. Like, I mean, I knew he was going to talk about unity. I agree with unity. Agree with everything in his speech, mostly. <laughs> but I mean, I, it kind of got me bored. You know, I just turned off halfway through. Didn't have to watch all of it, to be honest.
0: I really think that, and this is personally, Joe Biden is he's a Democrat. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know how much I would consider him a Democrat. He's really, really moderate and. Honestly, I think it's a transition period for Democrats, and I think that with Joe Biden there, it gives a little bit of a moderate view, and it helps unite the country a little more, which he has continued to repeat. It's kind of his little, kind of his little slogans. Kind of getting, I don't know, but uh, you know, he's continued to repeat it, and I, I can't, I can't disagree with it. And uh, I think he's a, I think he's. It's, this is a transition period. I think it's a time for Democrats to have the power. They can implement some things they want. Hope they don't go overboard. To be honest, Drew, and you know, you might you might think you right. might have a bit of a conflict with this. And I think both senators from Georgia are great. However, that being said, I think it might have been beneficial to to our country to not have a three way like a three going Democrat in the House, the Senate and the in the um, executive branch. I think that uh I think that's gonna be tough. I think it's gonna be tough on a lot of Republicans. And you know, you looked at what happened before Trump and Obama and, you know, Obama did a lot of great things, but a lot like, I mean, Obamacare, you can say really, you can, you can say it worked, but not really. Um, but you know that I think the whole idea of the universal healthcare uh, is tough. And I think a lot of people didn't like that, especially a lot of Republicans. I think it was one of the driving forces because you look at Trump and why he was elected because he spoke to the people that didn't have a voice and he spoke to the people that I don't know why, but they felt shunned, you know, and they felt shunned by the Senate. They felt shunned by the executive branch. And they didn't feel represented. And I think that you know, that's what Trump filled, in his is what I think that's the gap Trump filled. And I think that's why he got he immense so much popularity throughout his here's, campaign. Here's
1: my take on the three uh, branches going to the Democrats. The Republicans are, I would say, like I don't know how much they were going to pass Joe Biden's legislation. I mean, he they're salty. Don't get they're they're a salty party right now. There's no way that you can say they're not salty. I mean, they I mean, they, they voted for the t- turnaround of the electoral votes. I mean, I don't even know what the they're gonna do for that. I don't
0: know what. Uh, uh, and I, I I and I think that a lot of and I you know I I have a lot of Republican friends and a lot of conservative friends and I really don't consider them. I consider them Republicans and conservatives because the people that don't consider that are Trumpists. People that you know, diehard Donald Trump. You should not die, live or die for a president. I mean, you just leave your country and you can you can live your country. As much a total personality, else. exactly. You know, you have you have to you know you have to draw the line, and I think that you know even Mitch McConnell, you know, like he, he's not really with Trump anymore, and that's the Senate. That was the. Previous Senate Majority Leader, now Senate minor- Minority Leader for the Republicans. And I think that's a little bit of a wake-up call for a lot of those people. And you know,
1: McConnell is now saying he wants to get – I want to talk about how the Republicans are going to be for the next five to ten years. Are they going to stick with Trumpism? I know Senator Ted Cruz and Senator Hawley really want to be the next Republican nominee listen, with some of their votes off the past week.
0: Ted Cruz, I mean, based on what Texas did in this election – Ted Cruz is on the hot seat. I don't really care what anyone says. I think Ted Cruz is on the hot, 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 hot seat. Um, yeah, it's it's a state that's I get been resigned. it's a state that's been red for so long, and now it it's it's blue. It's like a reddish blue, but like it's it's getting there. It's like a purple. So I don't know. I think he's uh, who was the? Uh, do you know who the previous the guy from Texas that ran against Ted
1: Cruz? Oh, Beto yeah. O'Rourke.
0: Beto O'Rourke. O'Rourke. He's I, just... I mean. There's a lot of things I could say about Beto. I think I like Beto, but there's a lot of things I can't say I agree with him. He's a little bit of a AOC Bernie, you know. I mean, I don't sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he has Bernie's mittens. Did he
1: Did he say during the the? I think Beto Work is one of those politicians that he misinterpreted our enthusiasm for him. I mean, like I was a Beto Work fan. I I was rooting for him. The thing. Ted Cruz, Mm -hmm. but. When you've gotten to that primary field, he was just overmatched.
0: Here's the, here's the issue I have with Beto. Beto O'Rourke could be a great senator in California, Massachusetts, Vermont, Washington, D.C. You know, maybe they don't have Virginia. senators, maybe Virginia. Like, he cannot. I mean, there's no set seat open, but Texas, Beto. I mean, you, I mean, Beto's cool. You know, Beto's whatever you want to think about. Beto, you can, he's, he's, you know, you love him or you hate him, but. You don't. You mean you're pretty. He's a pretty liberal guy, and to run in Texas. I mean, I know Texas is changing, but still, to run in Texas. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure why, but you know, Beto's, Beto Beto got to be Beto. You know,
1: I mean, he could look at other routes, but it was a really close election. You cannot deny that it was. I forget the t- the total percentage. It was within five points, wasn't it? It was close. It was really close. I remember, that like he still lost. I remember like being on the edge of my seat. Like, is this really gonna happen?
0: Yeah, I think, and and then Andrew, you know, shifting topics a little bit, and but still related. Excuse me, relating to what we talked talked about before. Who do you think a good Republican nominee is? And not just based on, and I don't want to know like if he's like a liberal, like he's more liberal leaning or like more democratic leaning. I want to know if you're a Republican, right? You voted for Trump. You're upset that Biden's a president. Who do you want as the next candidate?
1: I mean, Mike Pence is a great uh, candidate, but I don't think the Trump base is going to vote for him after the vote uh, to yeah. uh, continue yeah. the uh, Congress's, um, what do you call it? The, um,
0: the hearings?
1: Yeah, not the hearings, but the electoral code. So oh too. yeah,
0: The electoral vote, yeah, you know, the did it online which I mean is fine. But uh, I have a lot of actually, you know, as you know, never liking Pence, I have now a new gain respect and a new, a new liking for Mike Pence. Mike Pence has done a lot, you know, and and well, yes, a lot in the last two weeks. Still a lot, you know. He understood what was wrong with the country. He understood. He understood what was wrong with Trump, and he he took it into his own hands and i mean i can't i can't you know i can't say mad at that you know he did his job and anyone that does a, anyone that does their job earns respect earns my respect and you can say a lot of things i don't he has
1: empathy is empathy he has you know,
0: exactly and you know you can say a lot of things and you can bring up like oh well he said this a couple of weeks ago or he said that about a year ago and you know, it could be racist could be not but you know you know i mean what else do you expect from that administration and I, I do give him a he's got a good head on his shoulders and I do give him a lot of respect on uh in that regard.
1: I don't think Mike Pence if Mike Pence did what Trump was telling him to do, or no, he wouldn't he doesn't even have the power to do that. But if uh Trump didn't even say that, I think Pence would have been your twenty twenty four nominee. There's no question mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. I think
0: So that being front runner. So that being said, you're you're so you're I'm I'm assuming your 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 guess is Mike Pence. Um okay. I think and this is a this is a ballpark. So you know it's just a throw. I think Mitt Romney goes for round two. He Trump supporters hate him. He yeah, but listen to this. Listen time. to this, right? Who, who are you gonna vote for? Who like you know?
1: I mean there's Nikki Haley, the uh, South Carolina person. I don't even know what she does there. Like, is he a senator? I don't think she she's even a senator. Maybe the governor.
0: Yeah, I think she, I believe she's the governor. But, uh, you know, I honestly I know Trump's base doesn't like him, <clears throat> doesn't like him. But you know, what are they going to do right in Trump? ballots? like, no, he's going to get, you know, he's going to get impeached and he's going to get whatever. It's what you know what the word is, Drew. He's going to get removed. What? He's not gonna
1: um, he, a removal from office.
0: Yeah, he's, he's not going to get he's not going to be able to run again. And, you know, yeah. and I think honestly, I'm I mean, if I could vote, I I might vote for that. Robney. I mean, against Joe Biden, I think you'd be a lot closer. And I think you really have to take a deep dive into what your values are and you know, who you like more. But I mean, I think a Mitt Romney versus a
1: Kamala. I might be in that boat too. I might, I might be like an independent voter, like down the going back and forth, like within like, I might even be like one of those people that go to the voting booth and not even knowing who you're voting for. There's yeah. a lot of those people. I mean, I was living
0: in Massachusetts, so I'm not sure how much it really matters. But no,
1: no. I mean, how many was the governor of Massachusetts? Not not a long time
0: ago. I I can't believe he got blown out in Massachusetts when he ran in 2000 and uh, was it 2014, 2012, 2012? Yeah. Oh, he got blown out of the water.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, Obama's a look guy. I mean, what can you Obama's, do? Obama, Obama is Obama's
0: like, okay. charismatic. Obama's very, you know, Obama is very charismatic, and you know, you can you have a lot. Of, you can say whatever you want about Obama, but I think I think it was Obama's election to win and Mitts to lose. So, but I think Mitts, totally. I, mean, I think I a little bit, you know, I think Biden's a little bit of more more of a Democratic uh, moderate. I think, uh, is more of like a a Republican moderate. So, uh, you know, I give him a lot of respect. Uh, another guy I want to talk about, and this is a big one. Ricky Rubio.
1: Mm. Oh,
0: yeah. What's his name.
1: Florida right? guy, right? Is that Ricky Rubio?
0: Yeah. R- yeah. Yeah. Rubio. Yeah. Uh Rubio, I mean, he's pretty liberal leaning. You know, he's definitely he's definitely but like let I me mean, let me let me say something. Uh-huh. He's not as liberal as Romney, but he's definitely not a conservative.
1: You know, well, I think he's, he's, he's good. Yeah. He's like a what if they call those back in redestruction? Like a, a radical Republican? Yeah. <laughs> he would be one of those people. Yeah, maybe.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's an alright candidate. I think I'd vote definitely vote for Mitt over him. I think that's I got, I got yeah. a lot more respect for Mitt, especially, you know, you're you're you you're in a what's been a heavily, you know, Mitt, like this is Mitt's perspective. Like he 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 he's a center of a heavily, you know, longtime Republican state, you know. And I'm sure him being Mormon and in Utah is a little bit of an advantage there. Nothing wrong with that, but I think that I have a lot more respect for Mitt, especially being you know from Massachusetts. You know, you gotta give, you gotta give your an ex governor some respect, you know.
1: So I, I want to talk about Trump's legacy. What will Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, be, be remembered ten years from now? I, I, I mean, the events of January 6th will have a Big stain of what was ever left of his legacy. There's no question about that. What are your I thoughts, think,
0: Sam? I, I think Trump did a lot. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, did a lot for this country, in negative ways and positive ways. I think that he'll be remembered as a guy that came in, shook it up a little bit, and then that was about it. You know, you look at Herbert Hoover, like <sighs> Herbert Hoover. You know, if, if no one knows about Herbert Hoover, I'll give you a little bit of a, a background Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover was. The president of the United States that came right before, um, the Great Depression, right before FDR, and oh boy, Herbert Hoover did a bad job as president. Did a bad, 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 bad job. His his eco- economic policies were bad, and he you know he was really unfavored. Have you ever heard of like a Hooverville? Essentially, people that lost all their money, they needed to move into a tent and live with shopping carts and live in the middle of nowhere with rags and you know and that's because of her herbert hoover's economic policies. well you know you can blame her hoover for that or not you know it's whatever you want to whatever you want to call it but uh i think it's the same thing you know is i'm not sure how much of a stain he'll be more of just like something that we can re-educate ourselves on and you know understand where we went wrong but i think uh i think It'll be fun, you know. I I I think I'll have a good time recalling what he did to my to my grandkids in my sixties, my seventies.
1: That's true. And looking back at the election of twenty sixteen, Hillary Clinton wasn't likable.
0: Oh my god! All. I <sighs> listen. If I had to pick right now who I would vote for, I'd vote for Hillary. If I could, if Me I could, too. if I could, I mean, I think a lot of people that voted for Trump they look at what he did you know especially with the events of January 6 they might you know, and they'll say eh, I'll take the email kid I'll take the email girl rather oh, than yeah. rather yeah. than him
1: and didn't Hillary Clinton say in one of the debates like Trump is a dangerous president if he loses like did he say something like that in the debates like yeah she did it's very dangerous if so along, something along those lines, if Trump loses and he doesn't give up power or something, she basically predicted well, at the events of January 6th e- four years yeah. Yeah. ago.
0: I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure what, you know. I mean, Hillary's something else. I think if it was Hillary versus Mike Pence, even, even Mike Pence, uh, Ricky Rubio, Mitt Romney, I cannot say in any regard I'd really vote for Hillary Clinton. I think she's a little bit out there, but... Uh, you know once again, you look at your values, you look at other people's values, you look at what you what the country needs and what you believe in and you know I mean you can be as you can be as liberal as you want, but honestly if you're you know if you want to look at it plain and simple it's it's America first and i, I you know i, I know that's a very trumpish slogan there, but i don't and yeah. I don't mean it as like uh I don't mean it, and I think trumpish people you know, and they take it the the American first slogan is like uh oh, you know, white men first,
1: blue lies know. that matter?"
0: blue lives matter I mean, blue lives matter white men first that kind of ideal and law and order law and order you can talk about that as well but i think that the uh, the big point is like it's america first it's the immigrants first along with the white men along with the minorities of america along with the children along with the the grandparents it's everyone together first and you know whether you want to put it whatever you want you want your success to be first you, you know you don't want you know, I mean, I mean, this might be a heavily debated topic, but who really cares what Switzerland's doing, you know?
1: Well, I mean, Trump, with all the riots in, in early summer, was it early summer? I forget. Like, yeah. these months have been going by so quickly. Oh, boy. And this is a perfect time for you to talk about your party idea. You've- all right.
0: This is a little bit of a party idea <laughs> that I came up with in history that I thought would be great. It's called, I'm not sure what I'm going to call it, I'm sure, I think we'll call it the dotted lines party a little bit of a tribute to our podcast, but it's an america first party and I know what you're thinking you're thinking well, this is just you know this is just a trumpism again it's not it's uh, it's we don't you know nothing wrong with foreign rules, but we want and it's not and I'm not talking about America first is in like you know, everything's back in America, make everything in America. No, you know, you can do whatever the hell you want. You can go talk to, you know, you, you can go and get foreign aid and stuff like that. But it's what we need first. It's focused on how to re-educate ourselves as Americans, fix America, you know, build a better America, rebuild our industry, re, you know, get back in the innovation game, stop. Lo- and I, I, you know, Trump says losing jobs to China, you know, it's not, I mean, it depends what jobs you're losing. I don't think you're really losing any important jobs. I think you're losing industrial jobs, which I mean are really important because you need people in this country to work, you know? But for I example
1: th- i think what you're trying to get at is with the america first is if, if you were running right in this 2020 election you would be pro vaccine get it out protesting pro racial equality yep. pro climate change even Fix america climate change yeah I'm, i mean maybe if you're thinking about some republican ideas that you can probably that we need now i mean
0: uh, you I know what I, yeah and listen here, like, I understand, like, there's a lot of people who are like, you ask a question, like, you know, and there's a lot of, I think that what we need to fix in our country, and once again, this could just be me, I think we need to fix and stop the nitpicking. You know, like, someone's like, well, what was your favorite generation? You know, and it doesn't matter what generation you say, because they'll find a negative, something negative about the generation. You, know? you
1: mean like the parents, like, you know how parents say, oh, this generation is so lazy. This generation they is lazy.
0: Oh, I wish it was the 50s. Oh, I wish it was the 40s. Like, and, you know, that's fine. You know, that's fine. But, like, as a white man, I, I acknowledge the fact and I understand the fact that, like, the 50s for white men, I mean, I mean nothing wrong. The 50s for people of color and immigrants even the 60s like come on like really you know i want to i want to i want to re-educate our country and i want to you know that's what i want to do that's what the whole podcast is about and that's what my part of this re-educate and put america first and i mean all of america you know
1: seeing seeing the like on instagram like reading the comments and like even on youtube like the white house's videos have like 16k dislikes and only like 10k likes that's the whole problem and yeah
0: exactly it's, you can't you have to stop attacking each other you have to stop attacking each other
1: gotta go, people, people is- are still saying the election was fraudulent <laughs> even when he's already inaugurated just move on i mean to be honest we weren't that conclusive of trump i mean there's a lot of people in the democratic party that were like oh trump's not my president blah 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 blah. didn't really give him a fair chance
0: yeah no i think i think that uh i think that you know i i, I unlike most people at least most liberals i enjoy good snl and snl poke fun me too me at, too uh, <laughs> At trump but i mean and there's nothing wrong with that i mean you poked fun at they poked i mean they poked a lot of fun at clinton that's for oh, sure yeah
1: and they i love uh the uh what was that Supreme Court nominees hearing that they did. The Matt
0: Damon, Brett Kavanaugh, was yeah. PJ and Squee. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. And, I, you know, you can have a sense of humor. And that's both. That's both ways. Honestly, that's both ways. You know, and, you know, I mean, I don't you know. There's some jokes that come up, like, like, I mean, the whole, like, the terrible joke, the whole, um, what's her name? uh, Senator. Uh, what's the senator from Massachusetts? Sure. I can't believe why I'm blanking. Elizabeth Dana. Warren. Elizabeth oh, Warren. Thank you pocahontas like that's f- not fu- i mean i mean like i understand where you may think it's funny but like first of all elizabeth warren i mean i mean come on like i'm not sure how yeah you know, i don't know the stats behind it so i'm not gonna say too much about it but i'm not sure how native american she is and so not that's think percent one percent i mean that's what they say less than one percent but you know but like come on like pocahontas like seriously like yeah you know, i think it's okay to poke fun but we have to be respectful you know
1: that is true and i mean we're going into this period of signing up for colleges writing the college essay you're going to want try and want to get as much as you can get on there like say oh i'm half or i'm like half part native i'm half this
0: and- i'm a quarter of this i'm two and a half percent this i'm four and a half percent that like i understand you And you know but you know
1: it is what it is it
0: is what it is but i think i think respect i think that's if I, to, if I had to if i had to have a slogan for my country it'd be like this it'd be like
1: uppercase r
0: e s you know R R E S P E C T. you know all those uppercase period that's what i would do <laughs> respect I, I think actually the one thing i i disagree with a lot of cabinets of the president uh are the fact that they don't have a lot of different voices. I think Biden's done a great job of that so far, but uh, I would like to see him appoint someone that may be a conservative or maybe oh, a Republican.
1: Yeah. I thought you were going to say like I want him to appoint more of like different races cuz I was going to say. He's,
0: well, that like, too though. No, that too like I know he appointed the, the was it the first Native American woman?
1: He wants want his administration to look like America. I've seen him talk about that since. That's, that's he was crucial. running for president.
0: That's and I that's think crucial. he's done that.
1: I mean, if you look at his picks, I mean, if you look at the major picks, I mean, not really. But when you get down to like the the lesser picks, I mean, you can see that he's trying to do something.
0: I think I think, though, if you're going to do that, you need to give those people a voice. And, you know, I know being in that position in the United States government, especially you think you have a voice, but to be honest, like there's so much that goes into the government. Like you have, you know, you have the entire Senate and then you have, you know, someone's in charge of this department and that department, and this department, and they might have to Biden in once or twice throughout his entire administration. They might have a, a solid 30 minute conversation once or twice with Joe Biden. And you need, you need yes. to have more of a voice. You need to, the, the, those people need to be in on every single conversation, every single decision he makes. Those people need to be on it because they need to make sure that America internal. and that's what that's what Kamala Harris does.
1: I mean, also I want to throw in some breaking news here. Some dotted line podcast breaking news, sports related. Tom Brady's into his tenth Super Bowl. Tom Being from Massachusetts. I mean, I gotta Tom. gotta give him credit, but I mean, I was rooting against him because I don't want him to have a legacy with two teams. I gotta give him credit. With credit's to go, Bells. I'm showing for Chiefs now because of the Chiefs one. There's no way he's beating Mahomes. my boy. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Steering the shit back to politics. Uh, I think that Kamala Harris is a little little liberal.
1: But... uh, well, Her running for president, you saw that little shot she took at Joe Biden. Oh, I'm yeah. a little kid. That kid was me. I was that kid.
0: Yeah. I think... I. She's awesome. I love Kamala, but uh, she's... She's a tough lady. She's a tough cookie. She's a badass, to be honest.
1: Oh, I just agree with you.
0: Mr. Vice President, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Mr. Vice President, oh, I'm, I'm speaking. The
1: fly, the fly, the fly.
0: I feel bad. I mean, that, but that's the thing. Like, that's. The, I mean, like, show some, Like, that's the thing that I'm talking about. Like, I think I understand it's funny. I understand the fly flying on the head is funny. But, like, respect. Like, show some respect. Like, I mean, you don't have to agree with him, but, like, the Poor guy, like he had no right. idea. So, he had so much, hair, he had so much hairspray, and he probably on, didn't even know if on, I was there.
1: So now we can rip on that all day. Like, that's great comedy. That's comedy gold, Sam. That's comedy gold.
0: It is comedy gold,
1: but I, I mean, mean, you gotta look at the flat like the whatever that guy's name with the apartments.com.
0: The most popular place to find a place, most popular place to find a pro- place, Brad Bellflower. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I have to admit. But I mean, come on, like, respect, a little bit of respect. Uh, so now, switching in, you know, and getting to the later half of our podcast, I really wanted to bring up something that's crucially important. And it's what Trump promised and what Trump delivered on. And I think that this goes a lot of different ways. And I think you get people say, people saying, oh, the wall was a success because he built 700 meters of wall. Glamour Wall. a Wall. Yep. <laughs> uh but and then you talk about the but I really want to talk about what he promised. Because you know, what he promised doesn't necessarily mean that you have to necessarily agree with it. It just means you know, it just means that he that's what he promised, you know. So that being oh, said yeah. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Go instead, Sam.
0: So that being said, I wanted to play a clip here, a little clip I came up with, uh, about what he promised and what he completed. I'll play that right here. So as you may have heard in that clip, you have a series of things. Uh, Most importantly, the Paris Climate Accord. Uh, He told told everyone, I'm going to back out of it. I'm not going to be in it. If it doesn't benefit the United States, I'm not going to be in it. And while I do 100% agree with that, if it doesn't benefit the United States, get out of there. It did benefit the United States. And I think it benefits the world. And he still got out of it. However, that being said, it's something he did promise. As a president, you know you 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 make a lot of promises on the campaign trail, and you have to sure. try to do your best to continue with those promises. And I think that he did, as you know, as as Mr. Trump said, President Trump said, "I'm going to pull out of it." And guess what? He pulls out of it. So that one's a yes for us. Next one, um, tax cuts. And you may have heard on that on our audio there, it had a meh noise. That's because he did. Do tax cuts? tech, te- technically, he did do tax cuts. But if you look in the clip I played, it's the the Christmas tax cuts, the tax cuts he promises for Christmas that were for the middle class of America. In fact, Trump's tax cuts probably did probably didn't do anything for the middle class. I'm not, I made it worse because no. he, he's providing bigger. He's making the rich richer, which is, I mean, whatever you want to call it. But you you make the rich richer, and you don't make anyone else. You don't change anyone else, but you're making the rich richer. You know. And so that, that doesn't that doesn't benefit
1: you. That helps you. him his economy. Those, the, rich, the rich. Is, listen, the economy.
0: The people. You know who the people that you know what people grow the economy. The middle class. I know you'll a lot of people say, well, that's not true because companies buy each other and they invest. Listen, who has the most disposable income that's willing to invest? It's the middle class and the upper class, upper middle class. You know.
1: But the most, the biggest stain, as you might have heard in the clip, was this three Supreme Court picks. Oh. Yeah, that's gonna be the biggest
0: thing. Listen, 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 listen. That backfired. Like, I mean, I mean, I you know, listen. I, I'm actually gonna say something, and this is gonna be disagreeing. I know, I know, I know. Uh, we're gonna comments on this about people disagreeing with this, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I love Ruth. She works so hard. She's a pioneer for all women across the world. That being said, she messed up. Obama came to her, Obama, yeah, I don't know if you know this shirt, but Obama came to her about a year before his president with president uh, he was done being president. he said, "Ruth, we appreciate the service that you've done for this country, but to maintain democratic power, the judicial branch, we would like to ask you to retire and resign your position so we can nominate a younger liberal judge. You're not going to believe what she said.
1: Well, no, I can guess.
0: This is a position for my entire life. No, nope. because she was so confident that Hillary Clinton would win it. Guess what? She lost. So now Trump got to replace Ruth after, unfortunately, she passed away. I mean, that I was, I was kind of kicking the balls, if you will. That sucked. You know, twenty twenty sucks. That one's a big one. You know, but uh, and then, but then you look at Judge Scalia dies unexpectedly. You know, and, you know, you talk about the whole, like, well, Mitch McConnell said he couldn't replace him because there was a year left. It's whatever you want to call it. I think that that had a lot. I think there's like eight months left, but I think that had a lot more oomph to it before he replaced Ruth Bergensburg Ginsburg with uh, the, the other judge. Opposite. The opposite judge in um, Amy Coney Barrett uh, with, like, it was two months left on his presidency. But that being said, you know, and the last judge he replaced, obviously, is... Kennedy, but that's not a big deal because Kennedy was a conservative and he replaced Kennedy with another conservative. So I think yeah, he re- said he wanted to reshape the judicial branch. And while you know you don't see a lot of presidents get to do it three times, I mean, you can't really be mad at Trump for being able to do it three times. I mean, the last one was a little, uh, a little suspicious, but come on, what are you going to do? Here's
1: my take on the Supreme Court. Trump thinks it's something that he owes a vow of loyalty to. They don't they're supposed to be moderate they're supposed to be as independent as you can get and I don't I just think it doesn't really matter how much who controls what because if they think a case is right they'll vote for it. I mean like with the the whole voter fraud thing they
0: just completely ignored them they, just, yeah. they voted they voted the right way they voted what they thought was best and you know they got the vote right So that being said, yeah, yeah, exactly. Moving on, repeal and replace Obamacare. Listen, as someone that you know, I have a lot of respect for President Obama, but Obamacare, Obamacare, universal healthcare is a great thing. That being said, uh, it was too little, too early. I don't think I think Obamacare has a lot, a lot of holes in it but however i think it provides a lot of coverage to people that need the coverage so until we have a you know a real replacement for it i don't see any reason to to scrap it but um, trump was so adamant about scrapping it as you heard in the clip eh, Well, it must energize to- his base i mean you won't yeah of course you want to energize your base but like, i don't know I'm, i mean i'm not sure how, but I mean, can you imagine though like you're 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 you want on vote for trump but you, you use Obamacare like you're essentially saying, all right, well, I'll vote for this guy as president, but <clears throat> I understand he's going to take away my insurance. And now I'm going to have to go find insurance I'm going to be not going to be able to pay for, or I'm not going to have insurance. I'm going to have to pay a ridiculous amount for medications and medical bills. And it's well, going to drive me further his, his, his plan was
1: non-existent. He didn't have a replacement plan.
0: <laughs> he said he had like, a place. Was, he said it was coming. He said it was coming. He said it was coming. Guess what, Dom? Yeah. They're not president anymore, and it didn't come. So I don't know, you don't know what you really want to say about that.
1: He, uh, I want the 60-minute interview, Kaylee McEnany bringing up the press secretaries again. She she gave like the interviewer like a 600 – you know that interview that Trump walked out on? Yes, I do. It was that same one, and she gave her, the interviewer, a 600-page healthcare plan. Yep. And in that 600 pages, there was no comprehensive plan. There was nothing. And listen, Donald, if
0: Donald Trump and his administration want to come up with a better replacement for Obamacare, listen, I'm all for it because I think Obamacare has a lot of holes and I think universal health care is a good thing. But I don't think people understand what universal health care. It's what Canada's is doing for a long time. Universal health care is not good health care. It's not good health care. It's no. free, but it's not good health care. And it's for people that need health care that they get it. That being said. And. That being said, if you find you know if you you know you you break a limb or something or it's a non-emergent medical thing, you could be waiting for months to get in. if you if you did something to yourself, but it's like you like you tore your shoulder and it's not hundred percent necessary to get fixed. You know it's not painful, and it's just you can't move it or something. Mm-hmm. You might not be okay. able to get in for months. You might you might not be able to get surgery for a year. And so I think that people-
1: could have some big. Down the line, I could really hurt you, and terms so it was health oh, with yeah. your bone alignment and stuff. I'm not a big health guy, you know. No, I can't name one bone in my body, but uh, <laughs> I know, I know that uh, it could have some big risks. Oh, so.
0: it could have some huge, huge, huge risks. But that being said, I wanted to wrap up our podcast with a little fact that I found recently, just about Joe Biden. So, if you don't know this, in the Oval Office, there's a huge place. It's like squared out, nice gold frame. It's a place to put a picture. And a lot of presidents, I know Donald Trump, he put a picture of Andrew Jackson. You can debate that as much as you want. I'll leave that up to, I'll leave it up to you. But, uh, you know Joe Biden, drew. you put Ben Franklin there. He did. Yeah, he did. And I can't say yeah, that. not
1: a lightning it. bolt guy. It's
0: one of the first <laughs> lightning bolt. I don't a little <laughs> more the lightning bolt guy. I think he's a big part of American history, but, you almost never see someone put – someone that's not a, hasn't been a president of the United States up there. I think Obama – I'm not sure who Obama put up there. Um,
1: no clue. I also, no I, th- I thought you were going yeah. with the Diet Coke button. I thought that's where you're going with that. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought you were going to be like – end up with a podcast, with a little joke with the Diet Coke button being removed. That's a big deal. Oh uh, yeah. no, no! The waiters at the White House must be like saying "Hallelujah."
0: I mean, what do you mean "Hallelujah"? Mm. They actually have to do stuff. You know, the, the chefs are probably like, you know, bring, yeah, them. McDonald's. McDonald's on Pennsylvania. Hi, McDonald's Pennsylvania. This is the White House. Uh, I'll take everything you have. All right, see you in a few. Bing. They you know they actually have to. You know, they actually probably yeah. have to make stuff now.
1: Trump. I mean, I'll give Trump credit. He's not a likable guy. He's given taking all the precautions necessary. And he's like saying, I don't know what the chef's political beliefs are. He could really hate me. Well to be
0: honest you, I don't think it's the oh, the chef. He's worried about I think it's the uh I think he just like himself a good Big Mac, good Epic McMuffin, good McRiddle, a good uh <laughs> good hey, McMuffin uh, McRiddle. And then mm. one last fact to talk about, not McDonald's related, um, is I don't know if you know who this person is, but he put up a, a bust. If you know what a bust is, it's about it's a, usually marble or uh, ceramic, and it's usually a, it's a the shoulders up, and it's like a three D you know, a sculpture. And it's uh, do you know who do you know Cesar Chavezes Cesar Chavezes Joe? Just, no clue. Cesar Chavez uh, was a man that, and he was at one point. Republican, uh, became a Democrat, and he, he's done a lot, a lot, a lot um, for minorities in the country, and he's a, he's a huge political leader, and I have a lot of respect for Cesar Chavez, and I think that's really important that uh, Biden acknowledges what he did because um, he's a guy I think, that goes under the radar a lot, and uh, I think he's, I'm really happy that uh, Biden brought him up.
1: I mean, to be honest... I don't, I don't really know what the hell that guy well, That's the
0: is, whole point. But... I think he, he's, you know, and you may, you know, you may, you may, you may, you know, on this podcast, maybe the first time you've heard of Cesar Chavez, or you may never hear from you may, if you, if you don't listen to this podcast, if you're just doing out, you know, whatever the hell, Xbox or something, you know, or whatever the hell you're doing, you may never hear Cesar Chavez is in your life, but I think it's an important person to go check out. So uh, if you have the time, just give him a Google search, check out, check out what he's done. He's done a, He's done a lot of great things. So that being said, Drew, I think it's time to do uh, wrap up our podcast. I appreciate what an episode it. what an episode this was. Good first episode. I appreciate uh, you joining me today. And, uh, it means a lot. And uh, if you yeah. want to go, if you want to go uh, check us out, we are on Spotify and on anchor.fm slash Dotted Lines Pod and uh, on Instagram at uh, what is it? Your Dotted Lines Pod
1: Pod Yeah, Dotted Lines.
0: Come up, at, Dotted on, Lines Pod. Lines Please go check us out. Give us a follow. Um, and with that being said. We appreciate you, and with that, and with that, I'm about to press the Diet Coke button to end the podcast. Thanks so much.